0: Need we say more? For Trusted Protection Trust, Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers Cash. Then redeem your Pampers Cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers
1: Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. You live with a psychopath. What fresh hell? (laughs) Laughing in the face of motherhood. Don't yuck my yum. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. The average man does not really understand how important toilet paper
0: is. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. The mouth sounds may take me under. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Fresh Hell. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And this week we are discussing... What kind of monster? The shelter-in-place edition. Quarantine edition. The quarantine edition. Whatever you call it, we're stuck at home and we're dealing with monsters, guys. There
1: is a certain kind of monster that's like, you're not actually in quarantine, you're self-isolating, you're only in quarantine. I'm not going to be that monster, but there is that monster.
0: Oh, can we talk about that monster? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I feel like the people who are like... The language police of this whole thing is like, guys, you know what we're talking about. We're stuck (laughs) at home. There's a virus. We can't leave our house and we're baking in homeschooling. Why are we fighting online about what we're calling it? The semantics of the horribleness. It's You don't have to have that fight. I mean, I'm just going to say everyone is a monster to me all the time. I'm having, this is my freak out week, Amy. You've hit it. I'm hitting the wall. Yep. I mean, it hasn't been good. Nothing about this experience has been good, but I feel like- The first couple of weeks, I was like, ooh, there was at least some excitement and newness and like, oh my God, we're in a whole new, you know, reality. And now it's just horrible.
1: This was also kind of the first morning I woke up and I was like, are you serious? Are you
0: serious, world, universe? People have been comparing it, I feel very correctly, to like, I was originally due with my first baby September 11th. And I knew that wasn't right. I knew that was way too early, like... I kept doing the calculations for myself and I'm like, no, 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 that can't be right. But I ended up having that baby September 25th. And like, it just that period of 13 days just was every day waking up like, are you kid? I would literally wake up and start crying because I was just like, I didn't go to labor. I didn't go into
1: labor during the night. That happened to me with my third also. And what made that worse is I felt like Everywhere I went, the only person more disappointed than me that there was no baby yet was every single other person that I encountered. You know, walking down the street at school, they're like, you don't have the baby yet? are you? How long are you going to be? But, like, that did not help. At least nobody's mad at me that we're all still in, in quarantine.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least we're all in the same situation. You can definitely say that. Like, you're not – everyone's waking up crying. But I just – my tolerance for the people I live with is very, very low. I mean, I talk to single friends. My sister is quarantined by herself and she's like, well, it's hard to be alone. And I'm like, yeah, it's also hard to be with four other people all the time. Like it's hard for everybody. And some people it's, a, I will acknowledge respect. There are people for whom this is a lot harder. People who are like really scared by their tough underlying health conditions people who have lost their jobs. I mean, there are people for whom it is tougher than me, but I still want to complain. And I will. This is the best advice I've had
1: for these times came from you, Margaret, which was... Oh, thank you. It's one of your sort of overalls that I've been applying in this time, which is that I should try to operate from a place of maximum generosity, right? Like if somebody else is not doing something In a timely way, or whatever. It's like everybody's doing the best they can, and everybody's home is a cyclone right now. And so operate from a point of maximum generosity. So I am doing that. But within the confines of this podcast, like this is the place to be really irrationally angry about somebody who cut an avocado horizontally. That was what Brea bought. Like, yes, like it was looks like an Easter egg, like, you know, at the drugstore, a little plastic Easter egg. Her spouse cut the.
0: avocado like that and then like pop the top off and people you guys you have to come to our what fresh Hell facebook group it's facebook.com forward slash what fresh Hellcast, and then you can just i think it's actually facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash what fresh Hellcast will take you directly to the group if that doesn't work though just come to the facebook page and you can find it people were being so funny because she put a picture up of this avocado cut in half the wrong way and people were like posting pat I think his name is Patrick Bateman, the American psycho. Is that his name? (laughs) But like, whatever his name is, people were like posting American psycho pictures because like you live with a psychopath. Who else would cut an avocado that way? We are all living with psychopaths. And yeah, this is the one thing you're realizing in this time is like, oh, I didn't realize that everyone I live with is certifiably insane.
1: Oh, my gosh. Like, And it is only through other people that you're like, yes,
0: yes, the chewing. Yes, me too. It's our me too moment. Oh. Well, the thing I want to say also is like two nights ago, my middle child hit the wall big time. Like everybody's done it. My husband has yet. My husband, I always say he is like another good day in his life. And one of the things that drive me crazy is like he hasn't hit the wall at all. He's like, yeah, well, there are pluses and minuses to every situation. I'm like, stop being so cheery. Like this is horrible. But he has not hit the wall yet. But two days ago, my middle kid just lost it. Like crying, like literally kicking the kitchen table, which is like an island. Like he wasn't moving it. He was just kicking it. And he just lost it. He's like, I hate this. I want to see my friends. I'm so bored. And I kind of gathered him up, whatever he is, 10 or something. I gathered him up in my lap and he was crying. And I said, you know, this is hard for everyone. And we have to remember some people are having an even harder time. And I got about two maybe 20 seconds into it. And he just was like, I can't hear this speech again. I'm so tired of this speech. And I was like, you know what, props kid. You're right. I'm tired of giving this speech and I'm certainly tired of hearing this speech. So for today, we realize that people have it harder than us. We realize that we're lucky to be like safe and warm and dry. And, you know, we're not out on the front lines and it could be worse. But today we're just going to say what kind of monster and lean in and have fun with it because- Yes, we all understand that it could be worse, but what kind of monster? I got a good one. Please lead us off, Amy.
1: Sarah wants to know what kind of monster rips open the package of Lysol disinfecting wipes
0: and just leaves it like ripped open like a werewolf was at it so that they will dry out. I mean, Sarah, this is the what kind of monster of our times. Like Lysol wipes. I have an aunt. It was Aunt Terry. She was on the podcast a while back. And if you... Haven't heard that one. Go back and listen to the episode is called like the mothers we never thought would be or something. We talk about our own moms, but my mom had passed away. So Aunt Terry filled in for me and she's hilarious and funny, but she was talking to me the other day about how she, you know, she doesn't have a lot of money and she was worried that she would never have a legacy to leave to her children, like an inheritance to give to her five children. And then she's like, but Meg, right before this started. I bought a 50-pack of toilet paper, and now I have the legacy to gift to them. Like, in these times, a person who wastes toilet paper or Lysol wipes, it's the worst crime you could commit. What kind of monster? So my friend Julie,
1: her husband, is he likes to bake. And so in some ways, that's a very good person to be isolating with, somebody who likes to bake. But here's the problem. He needed sourdough starter, and he traded... A six pack of toilet paper for some sourdough starter. That is like the most screwed up, like gift of the magi story I've ever heard. She was like, what? And we agreed that the average man does not really understand how important toilet paper is. Like her husband was like, we don't need that much of it. We don't use that much. And she was like, you don't use that much. What
0: are you talking about?
1: <laughs> right. Can you imagine?
0: Our toilet paper needs are different. Yes. So don't assume we don't need that much.
1: Don't assume we need as much as
0: you need. And we're
1: scraping it, Margaret. I have some Kleenex and some like, you know, like table napkins.
0: You just used the phrase, we're scraping it. And I got really upset. (laughs) And like, I got a terrible image. You're saying you're scraping the bottom of your personal (laughs) toilet paper. Whoa, that almost went wrong, Amy. Only in a metaphorical sense. Like, yeah, like
1: we've got like maybe a week left. And then people, I'm not sure what we're going to do. I have napkins and tissues set aside on a high shelf. I hope nobody's found them. We're in desperate times. And if my spouse traded it away for some sourdough starter, I don't know what I would do.
0: I think there's a whole funny thing going on with bread. Like people are suddenly way into bread. They're posting pictures of their bread, they're baking. And then other people are annoyed that people are so into bread all of a sudden. And like the bread people are like, Mm -hmm. you're stepping on our turf. We're the bread people. You're not allowed to be the bread people don't yuck my yum, right? Like don't. (laughs) Or like don't bite my style. Like don't come at my thing, which is I've always baked bread. It's like people who discover nirvana too late. Oldie locks alert. I hate to say that, but it's true. Back in my day. Yeah, it is. It's like people who discover your favorite band and you're like, I always liked that band. So now you liking the band is a problem. That's how the bread people are. My brother is a bread dude. He's like always been into bread and making bread and he's got a bread thing going on. And I think he's rather annoyed that people are on his bread turf or not properly appreciative. Like,
1: like okay, bread, like me, my daughter and I made a coffee cake out of like, you know, the stuff we had around the house and it sort of like dried out before we even finished it. People, it's hard to get excited about anything right now.
0: I just, I don't have a dog in the bread fight. I'm <laughs> like, make bread if you want. Don't make bread. I'm glad you figured out how to make yeast out of apple rinds, and I'm glad these other people figured that out longer ago than you, but I just look at the bread wars going on on Twitter, and I kind of laugh. I'm like, wow, everyone's got a lot to say about bread right now. This
1: is a baking-related what kind of monster Erica says she left some butter out to bake with, and she came back and found it just sort of, like, gouged at, like,
0: off the top, like, not neatly sliced... Just. Oh, yes. Yes. Just chunked out. You'll have to post that picture on the bot, you know, link to it because. Yeah. And this is the kind of monstering. I sense, Amy, and I mean this with no judgment and much love that a lot of this is going on in your house that like you have a way you want things done. You put the butter out for the bread and then just a rando walks by in your house and uses it for another (laughs) purpose. And it's like. This, I get the sense from chatting with you that this is the thing that's going to break you in the pandemic.
1: Well, I saw this on Twitter and I recognized myself as the monster because sometimes we are the monster, right? It's the, what kind of monster am I? Different Amy on Twitter. She said, I've been calling my boyfriend Bette Medler all week because he can't help stirring the dinner, adding salt, turning the heat up or down. And that's where I recognize myself. Like I have to, yesterday, my husband was mopping the bathroom floor ding, 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 ding. Like I win, right? Like, I mean, I was doing other stuff. I was cleaning the everything, but he's like, I will mop the bathroom floor. Cause we realize that it's been like a month and we haven't mopped the bathroom floor. So he goes upstairs and I'm like, so listen, Just take some of the water and slosh it around and like, I know how to mop a floor. One, I wasn't sure if that
0: was the case, but (laughs) two, I just couldn't help. You might've had reasons to believe that that was not the case. Yeah.
1: But even if you didn't know how to mop a floor, like you have a bucket of water and you have this like thing you put in it and then you put it on the floor and then you move it around. Like it couldn't be more self-explanatory, right? But I just had to just give him some tips as he went up the stairs with the bucket. And I recognized in myself, I am Bette Medler. I don't understand Bette Medler. Like Bette Midler, but you're Bette
0: Medler. Oh, Medler, Bette Medler. I wasn't hearing the whole concept. <laughs> Bette Medler. Now, Bette Midler. Is exactly correct. I was like, what did Bette Midler ever do wrong to get dragged into this conversation? <laughs> yeah. Like, is this a film? Now, Bette Midler might be... Is she an old deluxe alert? Back in my day. No, you're Bette Medler. I definitely see that. I mean, let's be honest. All... If you're not Bette Medler, you are... I don't understand anything about you because my husband doing everything wrong is the theme of this whole thing. I mean, it's just like, that's not, and he's doing it to me to some degree. Like it's a control thing. And we have said this already, but like your need for control at a time of this kind of panic and not indecision, but what am I saying? Like everything's crazy. It's going to manifest in telling your husband the best way to load the dishwasher. It just is. Mm-hmm. And for my husband, we have a, a longstanding joke that my husband's nickname is Alternate Plan Ables. Our last name is Ables. And he's Alternate Plan Ables. And his Alternate Plan ables is just, I keep saying, hey, since we have to do groceries, can you run to the grocery store and then on the way home pick up, they're going to have school supplies available for the kids you know what, I'll pick up the school supplies first. And I'm like, listen, alternate plan, Abel. like, it doesn't always have to be an alternate plan. We can just go with the plan we already decided on. But that mine is like controlling how he breathes, chews, and walks. And his is like, I like your suggestion, but let me give you an alternate version of the suggestion. I'm like, no, no, just do the suggestion we already came up with. We don't always
1: need an alternate plan. My problem in my house is that the dishwasher is being unloaded by people who aren't me, right? Like that is so good. (laughs) It's it's happening. It's actually happening in week 80, whatever this is. But they're doing it wrong, aren't they? uh, Well, yes. Here's the problem. Yes. There are well-established places where the, you know, silicone oven mitts and the Tupperware... Go there are places for those things and a certain someone who's unloading the dishwasher has decided that those can have other houses you know surprises he, he likes to surprise us with where these things now belong and the <laughs> problem i have with this is not so much that that happens but when i tell the kids to make their own frozen pizza and they can't find the oven mitt who are they going to interrupt you know like while she's recording to ask where the oven mitt is me but i don't know where it is because somebody else did not put the oven mitt in the very clearly established place where the oven mitt belongs.
0: Amy, what kind of monster <laughs> would do it? What kind of monster? I have two insights on that. Let me tell you about them when we come back.
1: Margaret, exciting news. I am about to have a new baby nephew. And believe it or not, this will be my 13th
0: Here's the thing. Yeah. Both are the monster. And that's the problem. Like your people are like, what kind of monster <laughs> yells at someone about where a silicone mitt goes? And you're like, what kind of monster puts the silicone <laughs> mitt in the wrong place? And right. I will say my other insight is my husband and I say this to each other all the time, and we observe it about people. People never get less themselves. Like as you get older like a person who's nervous doesn't get less nervous. They get more nervous. Like as we go along, we kind of calcify more and more into our ways of being. Like people don't suddenly become less, you know, controlling. And I think the pandemic and this whole quarantine situation and this whole extraordinary way of being alive right now is a huge example of that. Like my husband doesn't get less, we call him the turtle, like his MO, his overall way of operating is whenever there's conflict, trouble, difficult things, he's like, let me go into my carrot pace. (laughs) Let me jump back into my turtle shell and be safe in here and get my little bit of work done while the crazy storm rages around me. He's a turtle. That's his like go-to personality type. And the fight that we keep having now is like, could you dial into what's going on? The kid just lit the sofa on fire. I'm trying to record a podcast. The roof is leaking from all the rain. Like, and you're turtling. But of course he's turtling because that's how he is a monster. Like when there is trouble, he turtles. When there is trouble, I go more and more crazy, and I get more whirling dervish, and I just randomly scream at kids, <laughs> like, learn the thing about ancient Egypt. Like, what am I doing screaming about this? Stacy's
1: spouse, speaking of turtles, right? She says, what kind of monster makes only himself lunch, then sits down at a table with the three of us and just dives into his BLT? My kids are four and two. And we are both working full time from home. There were words, she concludes.
0: (laughs) She's married to a turtle, I'm telling you. His way of operating is like, I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to get through the day. And like, this is the kind of fight I have with my husband all the time. Like, did you really just go at the end of a day at like six o'clock while I'm still dealing with it? Did you just really go open a beer and sit down on the couch? Like, (laughs) darling, would you like a beer? How about that question? Right. But his safe space is like mind palace, you know? And he's just in his mind palace, just ignoring the world and having a beer. I mean, you're right. So it's like Stacy is perfectly within her
1: rights to, you know, read him the riot act over that.
0: Headset. Oh, a hundred
1: percent. But right. He didn't do it to be a jerk. He did it because he's really in his head about something that's happening at work or when are things going to reopen and made himself a BLT. My husband's been doing salads. Like he does salads that we all kind of, tease him about because they are the sort of like garbage leftover salads but I did have to kind of explain to him like while you're at it though I mean even if everybody says no while you have the 25 things out and open and you're making a salad you do need to say hey does anybody want a salad like you do need to at least inquire if anybody else wants some of what you're making every single time and he is but he we had to have words shall we say about what the expectations are
0: Yeah, and I mean we're gonna have to keep having words, guys. Like it's a reset. This is the ultimate back to one. Like my back to one is screaming. I become an insane yeller, and I find myself. I used to call it. I mean, on the old podcast, we used to talk about. We did a yelling episode, the yelling flu, where like I go to bed and I'm my throat is sore and I have a headache, and it's from yelling all day. I have to yell less. But my go-to is like external chaos and just living in that place of chaos and screaming at people all day. And I have to stop doing that. But my husband also has to stop retreating to his turtle mind palace and dial in to what is happening. And your husband needs to start making a little salad for everybody. (laughs) Monsters. Let's do Lillian's because this one just, it spoke to me on such a deep level. It is such a what kind of monster. What kind of monster by? Stacey's pita chips and then proceeds to hate the sound of everyone chewing them. Me, that too, the Costco size bag. I am not OK here. <laughs> and I think it might be time for all of us to acknowledge that this is not the time for crunchy foodstuffs. Yeah, I feel like that might be a takeaway. Are Stacy's pita chips particularly egregious in this way? Oh, yeah, because they are like a thicker, harder trisket. <laughs> it's all crunch. It's all mouth sounds all the time. And I don't know Stacy's. I'm sure there's a great brand. I don't want to hurt them at this time, but I'm not sure they are the right food for this time. Like Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I think there are things that need to come off the list, guys. Yeah. Because it's true that the mouth sounds may take me under. At least take them to like a quiet space by yourself. Yeah. The Cozy Corner might be the <laughs> spot for Stacy's Pita Chips because we have one member of our family who is a very loud eater. It's always been a problem. It's been a fight at the dinner table long before this began. And it's something that we work on all the time. We remind gently at every meal that you must close your lips while chewing because listening to like, he sounds like cookie monster at every meal, you know? (laughs) And so we have gently reminded him and it, it is a source of friction. He does not like to be reminded, but we don't like to listen to the chewing. But wow, I'm not feeding him any Stacy's pita chips during this outbreak.
1: <laughs> Does music help? I have found sometimes that putting music on during dinner makes the loud chewers chewing less obvious.
0: It is so unappealing to me. I feel like <laughs> I have just started. What kind of monster listens to music during dinner? But like what kind of monster hates music? And I think I have started, I find during this time, playing more music during the day. Like it just cheers my act to... I have a playlist called COVID-19 Playlist, and it's like 50 songs that I really like. Is it on Spotify? No, I should share it. I'm not a Spotify person, but I'll try to share it on Spotify. Yeah, let's share it. We'll figure out a way to share it, guys, because that would be fun. Okay, because it's just like songs that really keep me happy. Just any song that makes me happy is on this playlist. It's got like Taylor Swift. It's got... Chance the rabbards all over the place. It's just cheery music. But I do find it mealtimes. I don't know the chaos of mealtimes. It's like now music. That seems too much. Yeah, I actually
1: don't really like music at mealtimes. I don't like too many different sources of sound at the same time. But
0: That's what I'm thinking that would really annoy me. But at the same time, would it drown out the mouth sounds? Probably not. It would probably just be like the soundtrack of the eating, which would be horrible. (laughs) The problem with the loud chewing is that the person who is bothered by the
1: loud chewing is also tuned up right now, right? As you were saying, like we're all more ourselves in this moment, so. Yeah, he certainly doesn't like it anymore to be told that he's a loud
0: chewer. That's for sure.
1: Can we pivot to the do you really have to do that right now sorts
0: of monsters? Because they're out. Yes. They're out during this pandemic. Oh, monsters. Why are we starting things now? My husband is definitely this kind of monster. (laughs) Shannon says, what kind of monster starts a low carb diet during a pandemic?
1: I cannot do this. Carbs are the only thing keeping me from going over the deep end. Kelly just says, kill him now. She's giving you permission.
0: Kelly is advocating for Shannon to commit a spouse aside. Yes. Yes. That's the term. Yeah. Katie says, what kind of monster decides to declutter and clean his office building on a Saturday during a pandemic? Like this, we have talked a lot about the husband who decides to start organizing the electrical cord drawer five minutes before a company comes over, like this seems like the same kind of monster. Like this is not, again, both people are monsters because (laughs) I am so project averse right now. Like let's blah, 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 blah. But I know my sister and her husband, like they repainted their bathroom and they're rebuilding a rock wall outside. And like, I'm just like, what kind of monster is doing projects during the pandemic? That's my horror. I do jigsaw puzzles, but beyond that, like I don't <laughs> no, no want to take on a pro. I don't want to like, let's repaint the kids' bedrooms now that we have free time. No, thank you. It's okay to be that person and it's
1: okay to not be that person if you're left out of it. It's, it's not bad. okay to be that person if you live in my house. That's <laughs> okay. all. Kelly said, and I was proud of this because she actually took a piece of advice I gave and she applied it to this moment. She says, Amy has a good piece of advice. Never interrupt a happy toddler. I would like to add, never interrupt a cleaning husband. Mine decided to clean the basement and garage without me. He disappeared for hours, which normally bugs me, but this time I just left him alone. Part of me wonders if he just wants alone time away from me and the boys, but I will take it.
0: This for me is top of the triangle quarantine advice, Amy, which is your advice. Don't stop anyone who's content. Mm -hmm. And it has really... Even with the homeschooling, because we're trying, you know, the homeschooling, I'm telling you, our kid's school is sitting home a ton of work, like five, six hours of work a day that takes my disorganized and kind of like, let me stare out the window for half an hour kids, like eight, nine hours some days. But when we break and it's lunchtime, if everyone's like having fun and joking around and like making a Harry Potter fort in their, you know, in the part of the attic that they found, that's what they're doing. I'm not stopping anybody from doing anything when they're happy. Yes.
1: Erica says, my husband got on a decluttering binge this week. I tried to stay out of view and not make any sudden movements. Just leave him alone.
0: I need this advice, guys. I need to like stop bothering my husband so much. I feel like he is going to like dig a tunnel through our garage and escape (laughs) one of these days because I am a very annoying person to be quarantined with. And I feel like I can acknowledge that. Like I am agitated. I'm a yeller. I'm like, trying to control everyone's behavior to make me feel better. I feel like he's going to start toddling out. I have to let him find more him time because, oh, it's, I feel like he's going to, want a spouse beside me soon.
1: I do think I'm with Katie. She says my husband decided that he wants to start eating keto again. He told me this two days after I placed our grocery order, which has to be placed a week in advance. I'm with you, Katie, that I don't think this is the moment to try on weird diets that are one, hard to shop for, or two, going to make you like low blood sugar and cranky and less available as your best self.
0: You know what I mean? No, no, no. I would say what kind of monster starts a keto diet right now. I would not support that. I mean, if you definitely want to do it all by yourself without like any involvement, but like also one of the things that I find about any kind of like meal plan is that it involves a lot of talking about it and how it's working. And like everyone I know who's ever started any kind of diet, 90% of that, it's like they say the first rule of what's the thing your husband does that everyone's into the exercise thing. Oh, CrossFit. Yep. The first rule of CrossFit is only talk about CrossFit. Like, I definitely don't (laughs) want to be quarantined with someone talking to me about how great they feel from doing keto. Like, I would start tunneling out. Yep. I'm with you on that one. That sounds horrible. I say skip it. Can we talk about a Facebook
1: crime that monsters are committing in this time? Please. (laughs) Yes. Cody wants to know what kind of monster goes on a Facebook group and answers the question, what's a good app or website for a five-year-old with screen-free is really better, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a monster. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is a monster. Yeah. We might have to kick you right out of the Facebook group if you responded that. Yeah.
1: My sister said it's like, she said, what kind of monster answers a question in a Facebook group by saying you're asking the wrong question? And that's exactly (laughs) it.
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely, it's been very interesting to me to see how this is manifested on Facebook. And I feel like people are lonely, you know, and so they're seeking connection through social media and it's not always going great. And I'm trying to find my grace with it because a lot of people are, you know, becoming the like, well, my kid finished all their homeschool by 9.15 and now we're learning Latin together. Like I might hit the block button on you, but I'm trying not to be too annoyed by those people because I do understand that there is a... In the same way that I am trying to control my environment, trying to control other people on Facebook, I understand that as an extension of the kind of monster that I'm being right now, (laughs) but it is totally fine to goof on those people because they're annoying as hell.
1: Yes. But anybody who's going to Facebook right now looking for advice, and I think it's a good place for advice, should only be given relevant advice. The premise of their inquiry should never be questioned.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, this is how we run the Facebook group and it goes pretty well, but basically there is zero tolerance for fighting at all. So if you don't have anything (laughs) helpful to say on a thread, don't say it. So like, Hey, what's the best, you know, video game for a two-year-old to play. Even if you're like, that's a crazy proposition. I don't think two-year-olds should play. stay off the thread. This is a person looking for a very specific thing. You know, I just feel like It's really not the time for learning and growing. We talk all the time about at some school conference, my son, they were saying, well, he has some troubles because a lot of times he's, quote, not available to learn, unquote, which means like (laughs) he's busy thinking about planet Pluto and not like doesn't want to learn about the pyramids. And that has become such a touchstone thing. And I say it to my husband all the time. He's like, actually, the dishes go in the dishwasher. And I'm like, oh, I'm not available to learn right now. And that's the thing. I feel like most people right now are not available to learn. It's not a time to teach people about screen usage for their toddlers.
1: Yes. Yes. It's just time for virtual hugs
0: (laughs) and rage. It's time for virtual hugs and rage. Guys, (laughs) let's take that with us through the break. We'll be right back. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... And now, your first day of quarantine versus your 30th day of quarantine.
1: From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Day one. I think you'll see that the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe functions not only as a compelling narrative, but also as a compelling Christian allegory. Day 30. Order of operations. Listen, that is literally never going to come up in real life. Just skip that one. Day one.
0: I was thinking, while we have this time together, it would be so fun to do a mommy-daughter book club.
1: Day 30.
0: Come on, sweetie, come to the living room. New ep of Real Housewives is up. Oh, they are definitely setting Sutton up with the villain in it this year. Day one.
1: I forgot how much fun cooking can be. I also cannot believe I've never made my own chimichurri sauce before. Day 30. All right, kids, for dinner tonight, it's pita chips with a side of ranch. The ingredients are in the cabinet, so just go for it. Day 1.
0: You know what? I'm kind of looking forward to my husband and I finally getting to spend some much-needed alone time together.
1: Day 30.
0: Oh my God, has your breathing always been this annoying? How did I never notice this before? I swear, you are going to drive me absolutely insane.
1: This has been your first day of quarantine versus your 30th day of quarantine. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. You know, I think some of the reason that we are perhaps having heightened... What do I want to say? Antipathy with our spouses is because we're bored, right? One of the reasons we're thinking of murdering everyone we live with is... Is we've played Yahtzee already. Like, I remember thinking this, like, in my daughter's pre-K classroom. The kids were like, well, we've already played with the dot painting thing, So instead, let's, like, you know, let's socially isolate this girl. You know, like, they get bored and they, uh, you know, it leads to games you maybe shouldn't be playing. So there was a tweet that Eric Spiegelman put up on Twitter that I saw everywhere, including somebody posted in the group, said, my wife and I play this fun game during quarantine. It's called, why are you doing it that way? And there are no winners. And I think that we can all identify. Guilty.
0: Yeah, this is the dishwasher where the silicone gloves go. There are no winners in the game of why are you doing it that way? No. But we're not going to stop doing that either. We're just going to play and lose. Let's play some games. We have a famous story in our family that we were all on vacation and my brother went, To play golf. And his wife, who at the time had four kids under six, had a whole plan to take the kids to the playground, get out of the house. And then when she went to take the car, the keys were not there. And she couldn't go anywhere. And she's stuck on vacation day with four kids, like inside this fairly small apartment that we're staying in. While my brother is gone for seven hours playing golf with the keys in his pocket. Oh. And all day we're like waiting for him to come home. She's seething. It's like, awful. And my brother walks in and he says, before we say anything, I have a statement. Let's remember that when we play the blame game, nobody wins. Oh, (laughs) and I mean, he was totally joking because he realized he was walking into a buzzsaw. (laughs) But it's something that we say all the time. Like when we play the blame (laughs) game, nobody wins. And it's like, yeah, we're still going to play it. And you are to blame. (laughs) And so the game of how to do that correctly, we're still going to play it.
1: Joji says, here's an interesting game. I will also play with my phone then. We don't even have to speak to play that one.
0: So is the game that like you're annoyed that your husband is on his phone, not speaking to you? Right. Like I'm scrubbing pots and you're looking at your phone. Fine. I will also sit down and look at my phone. Yes. Let's see who can do that longer. I would say this is not a great time for passive aggressive. And yet again, (laughs) we're going to do it. So like, oh, well, I mean... Would I advise? The problem with passive aggressiveness on my husband is because he's a turtle, it doesn't work. Yep. Like I can storm around angrily for seven hours and then I'm like, how could you not know how angry I am? And he's like, I didn't notice that you were storming <laughs> around for seven hours because he's a turtle. So I have to be pretty active, aggressive with him. I feel like that was my light
1: bulb moment when we last talked about what kind of monster that usually the monster is unaware that their behavior is monstery. And so you like cleaning the counter really aggressively, you know, rage slamming the kitchen cabinets it doesn't get it across. The monster's not very smart. And so you have to. <laughs> no. Say, you can't just make a BLT for yourself, you
0: idiot. You have to actually say it and then they'll get it. Yeah, but sometimes it's so much more fun to say, you can't just get a BLT for yourself, you idiot.
1: Oh, I'm saying you should say it, but maybe not scream it, just say it. Yeah. So Tina has a good game. Our game, she says, is called Can You Produce Crumbs With It? And my husband wins every time. (laughs) Somehow he can go into the kitchen for anything yogurt or a plum or a cup of tea and leave the counter strewn with crumbs.
0: This is the Scylla and Charybdis that we're dealing with right now, an Odyssey reference. This is the rock in the hard place. Yes. I like to let my kids eat in front of the TV sometimes because it clears the kitchen and also it just eats up more time. There's a lot of reasons why I like to let them have a meal in front of the TV every once in a while. It just, again, it just changes the routine. There's many positives, but. Their ability to do so without completely like it's like they had a high powered fan just blowing the food (laughs) at their faces to try to catch as much food as they can. Like, that's what it looks like when they're done. And so uh, it's a hard call. Like, do I want to deal with that or this? And before you tweet me on Facebook or write me on Facebook. Yes, I have tried telling them not to make such a (laughs) big. Yes. They are trying not
1: to make such a mess. That's the really crazy part. This is pretty good, actually.
0: Yeah, but like sometimes movie dinner and a movie in front of the TV is like, that's just what we're in the mood for. But yeah, it's tough. I have a new like what kind of monster crumb
1: that's came into my life. I'm looking at it right now with kids homeschooling, the pencil eraser like leavings, you know, like the tiny little bits of eraser that go flying are everywhere on my desk right here. And It's funny because they're invisible, apparently, to everybody but me. But you. Yeah, it's crazy. And so I have to clean them up even though they're not mine.
0: Yeah, the homeschooling detritus is a problem. I mean, just the, my sixth grader works entirely on the computer, which is really, really nice because it's very clean, you know? Yeah. But my younger ones, they need printouts of all the work for various, it's harder for them like flip back and forth to answer a question and then go back to text that's not printed out. There's a million reasons, but the I've made binders. I've done it all. Again, it's like I feel like this time I used to always say about keeping my house clean that I was under the allure that there was we were always just one decorative basket away from having a clean house. And now with homeschooling. I'm under the allure that there's a binder system that can keep this all (laughs) contained. And I believe I'm just, I'm chasing the white whale of the binder system. And there is no binder system. Like there's, because even with the binder system, then you think that pencil shavings are bad. Try the little white round cutouts that come when you constantly are hitting binder pages. Yeah. Oh, Amy, it's not easy. It's not easy. This coronavirus life. I'm sitting here wondering if like the Canon
1: printer ink cartridge factory is considered essential. Are those employees getting what they need to show up at work these days? Because what happens if you run out of printer
0: ink? I don't know. We had just gotten a big box of paper. So we have tons of paper, but yeah, the printer ink is another whole thing. I mean... I don't know. Would it be better if it just stopped printing and we could just stop the craziness and be like, we tried, guys. I really did try my best. Now watch this documentary on elephants and that will be your school (laughs) for the day. Because our schools, this is what I realized, a lot of schools get out. My in-laws' school, my nieces and nephews in Texas, they get out like at the end of April, We go until June 24th.
1: It is true. We can feel even more sorry for ourselves
0: about the amount of school we're not going to get. Oh, I feel like I'm in, you know, just like hash marking the wall, you know? Oh, guys, I've lost my joy. Amy, don't let me go off the rails. I'm about to just start crying
1: (laughs) and whining. Here's a good what kind of monster that I have just heard about during this pandemic. It's a thing that apparently people do. Katie says, what kind of monster sets off the smoke alarm in the house by stuffing an entire peanut butter and jelly sandwich into the toaster? (laughs) 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 I read about another one of these, too. Who does that? (laughs) There's another version of what kind of monster. That's hilarious. It sounds delicious in its own way, but... Yeah, I guess it's kind of like a George Foreman grill kind of thing. I know you're resistant. I've been using the George Foreman grill a lot during this special time.
0: I mean, I'm not resistant. I just haven't heard of a George Foreman grill since 1991. Oh, I'm here. I have one. It's good for heating up leftovers.
1: But yeah, the in the toaster... So I read another story about a guy who has like extended family, like a niece quarantining with him. And she came into the kitchen... And saw him like taking, you know, like a regular cold piece of bread and putting butter on it. And she's like, You're going to eat it like that? You should toast it so the butter melts. And he's like, I am going to toast it. And he put it in the toaster with the butter on it. And his niece was like, You can't put butter in the toaster. And he was like, You're quarantining at my house. (laughs) It's my rules. But then he was sort of like, But who's the monster? Her for telling me how to. But hashtag team niece. That's insane. Yes. So there are people who think that, um, stuff on
0: bread to go in the toaster with the bread. Did you know that? Well, it reminds me a long time. I think I was, I couldn't have been in college because it was computers, but maybe it was someone I was dating, but just came over randomly. I was looking at the computer. It was definitely a dude. And he said, oh, you know, you have your settings all wrong. And he reset everything on my computer. So it looked just different. Like either the text was bigger or smaller. I don't know. I remember thinking, like, no, there's no right or wrong here. We've been having that. The kids are, you know, having some debates, shall we say. But my oldest son is very into movies and into this idea that like you are right or wrong for liking or not liking certain movies. (laughs) And my daughter keeps trying to explain to him. Actually, that's called an opinion. But he just is like, no, you can't be right if you thought the movie Abominable was good. You can't be right. It's not possible. Maybe that's like the toaster. Like You can be right if you put buttered toast in the toaster, but I don't think so. That seems very clear cut.
1: I have a what kind of monster confession of my own, which is I'm the monster who doesn't pause the thing that's being watched on demand before I shut the TV off. Apparently that's the worst thing anybody can do in the whole world per my 12 year old. And I do it. What does it mean? Like she's watching something on demand, Netflix or whatever. And if I just turn the TV off, but don't first pause what she's watching, then it's going to keep playing apparently in the, you know, cyberspace. (laughs) I don't know. But it doesn't. Then you just, the next time you go to it, it just says resume. She is quite insistent that I am ruining her life
0: by doing that. I disagree. I think it'll just go to resume. I think it's fine. Thank you for the absolution. Yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. I forgive you. Talk about a modern monster. And we do have to talk about this. There are two sides to many monsters, but let's talk about this. There are no two sides to this. We are in the era of disposable gloves and masks. And what kind of monster leaves their disposable gloves on the ground at the park? Outside the grocery store or in shopping carts and their masks. Guys, if you are doing this, you have to stop. You are a monster and there's no second side to this. (laughs) Yes, that's very clear cut. I mean, lots of monsters. You're like, well, maybe they have a different point of view. There is no, don't leave trash around. I am not at all saying it's okay, but I think the
1: problem is like, who knew that we needed to have garbage cans next to where you put the shopping carts back in
0: the parking lot? I think that's why people are doing it. doesn't make it okay. Yeah, I guess so. But put it in your darn pocket, people. Come on. Yeah. Sh- litter bugs. It's never okay to be a litter bug. Yeah. And Amy, while we're on the subject of unforgivable monsters, I have to just finish with a shout out to my own household. Okay. Perhaps I will play this section of the podcast aloud. <laughs> it comes from Chelsea, but its it might as well have come directly from my own heart, Amy. What kind of monster leaves toothpaste blobs in the sink. Mm. I mean, this is another thing. Like, there's an old expression, right? The straw that broke the camel's back. This will be the (laughs) straw that breaks my quarantine back. Like, scraping, (laughs) I have a spatula that is now dedicated to become the toothpaste scraper because it sticks, and then I have to go up and scrape It's the worst. I don't know why it's the worst, but it's the worst. Also, my kids use like one uses bubblegum, one uses strawberry, and one uses mint. So it's like a cavalcade of disgustingness.
1: It's like a rainbow. Yeah.
0: It's vomitous. I haven't an
1: effective counteraction to this. I'd have children. (laughs) Yes, yes. Which is to make the kid clean it up. My number one offender in this way, I made that kid clean it up. You know the uh, scene in Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure where he has to save all the snakes from the zoo and he comes running out of the snake house at the zoo, like screaming, holding the snakes, like I'll do this, but this is the most disgusting thing I've ever done. Oldie locks alert, but yes. Back in my day. This kid like nearly like... He had the vapors from like how horrible it was to scrape up his own toothpaste blobs, I might add. And it's gotten better since then.
0: I guess I have to make my monsters clean it up. But this is the thing, guys. You can do anything. Get through this whole experience any way you can. But do not throw your gloves in parking lots (laughs) and do not leave toothpaste on my sink. Just those two things. Everything else is fine. Everything else can be fixed. Everything else is fair game at a time like this, but those two things are completely unacceptable. The other thing we need you guys to do is come and visit us on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash WhatFreshHellCast. You can join
1: the page and the group there. We're also on Instagram at what Fresh Hellcast. Please come follow us there. We're always sharing You know, the stuff we are all getting through the day laughing at. We have plenty
0: of that there, too. And we will post some pictures of these monstrous things from our Facebook page. We will post them with the show page of this one. So you can take a deep dive into the monstrousness that everyone is experiencing. We see you. Complain to us. We got your back. Yes, guys, we see you. We salute you. We are sorry that you live with monsters, but we all do. And we all are monsters. So I think that's how we solve this one this week. Until next week, guys, stay well. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Margaret, it's an exciting news day.